This is Adventure Shorts with Aidan Williams and Jonathan Robinson-Lees. Welcome to Adventure Shorts and thanks for joining us. In this series, we are chatting with world-renowned adventure photographer and Blue Mountains local Aidan Williams as he takes us through some of his most iconic adventures from behind the lens. In today's episode, Aidan takes us to Zakynthos, Greece, where we hear about Samuel Vollery's attempt at a blindfolded world record. Aidan, in 2017, you headed to Zakynthos in Greece to the world-famous shipwreck beach to shoot some highlining. How did that idea first come to fruition? I was actually a late call-up to this project. I didn't originally think I was going to be able to go on the project. I'd heard about it through a company that was working with Slacktivity uh, in Switzerland. Three athletes through the company, they kept on talking about the project and how amazing it was going to be with like an international team and possibly breaking the world uh, blind world record there. And I was actually the late call up. The other photographer pulled out probably a week before the project. Eventually, <laughs> my boss asked me, do you want to come on the project? And of course I did. I, I'd seen pictures, I'd, um, I'd seen video, and the hype that had built up about, been built up about this project and location, I just knew that I had to throw myself at this. Like, incredibly expensive airfare to get over there, but I just thought, you know what? When I get there, it's going to be all worth it. And Zakynthos, specifically Shipwreck Beach, it gets around 1.5 million visitors every year. When you guys were there, was it super busy where the people around or was it a quiet time of year? Um, so we went in there European summer, so very busy. Like when, when I was heading over there, I, I, didn't, I didn't think it was going to be as busy. I thought, well, there's going to be tourists, you know, it's popular. But when I started to hear the figures, I just... I thought, well, this is going to be another kettle of fish pretty much. So looking down and you're seeing boatloads of tourists pile in onto this beach for their hour, hour tourist trip and then going back home, I thought, oh, we're here for a different reason. <laughs> and you, you talk about the pioneering nature of, of being an adventure photographer. You mentioned as well that this one had never before been rigged. How, how nervous were you heading into this project? Super nervous. Uh, like from getting the late call up to actually being there on project, I, I, I thought, well, yeah, I have nothing to lose, but this is probably the biggest part of my, my young career. Like back in 2017, I hadn't done anything notable um, up until that stage and getting an opportunity with such a, an amazing crew of teammates and such a big brand, I didn't want to stuff this up. So I almost... I almost put too much pressure on myself, working way too late in the night, planning, then getting up way too early and thinking, I, got, I have to get this shot, I have to. Otherwise, you know, these guys won't um, let me come back on the project. And I don't know whether that's just a pride thing, but I just really wanted to prove myself. And, you know, I carry that still to this day, but back then, that's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to prove myself and say, hey, I'm Aiden Williams and this is what I can do. Because I knew the project was going to be recognised. I knew it was going to be a big deal, like with possibly a world record as well. And I thought, if I can be the guy who documents this, then I'm taking a step in the right direction. You mentioned preparation, Aiden. 
when you first get to Shipwreck Beach, do you have a couple of days prior to the athletes getting there where you're canvassing different shots, you're canvassing different opportunities, or is it literally you're there on the day and you've got to make the decision? We we flew over, um, as I was saying, like a couple of couple of days after um, like I found out. So I didn't have too much time to prepare in that capacity, but flying over, getting to the location, we probably had a day maybe two at max before we were starting to rig. So the day that we, we arrived, we were starting to prepare gear, we were getting the line ready, and then the next day was going to be rigging. So it wasn't too much, but you haven't even seen the location. You know, you can plan and plan and plan um, before you get there, and then you look at the lo- location and say, logistically, this isn't possible. <laughs> like, so it's, it was quite stressful going through that process getting to the location, seeing it, knowing what was possible, having to be efficient in taking down notes before the project started. So I had, um, I had a, a diary that I probably put about 10 pages of notes and really, really ter- terrible drawings in to give me a brief idea. But yeah, it was up to, up to the project starting to, to make it happen. And what gear and equipment did you take with you on this, on this specific project? Right across my trip of about six months in Europe, like at that stage, which included this project, I had the same gear that was taking probably about an 80-litre bag that had my, my smaller camera equipment in it, um, and I would just trek around with that same bag. You've got your tent, you've got your minimised clothing stash, you've got your mat, and then you've got your one, one camera body, you've got two lenses, you've got probably a dozen batteries, you've got your SD cards and a laptop and that's, that's it pretty much to get you through. And do you like kind of living on that bare minimum? Like you, you see, I guess traditionally a lot of these photo shoots it would be a van's worth of equipment for the photographer. Do you like that kind of minimalist approach? I do because it really hones into these sort of projects where you're trying to refine and refine and refine back to what gear is going to have the least amount of weight but also be the most effective. So Whenever I'm going on a project like this or going overseas, I'm looking at my list of equipment and going, do I need that? No, great. Okay, that's one less piece of equipment because at the end of the day, you're hauling in all this gear. You don't want an extra, an extra blanket or something that's it's going to take you extra time and, um, to carry that. So. And you were there with uh, one of the world's best, Samuel Vollery, plus 14 other athletes. Was there a sense of intimidation having some of the world's best there? Yes. Like I, I was so fixed on proving myself, especially, well, especially to Sam because he'd gotten previous world records and he was the one who invited me there. So I thought, geez, like I really need to nail this because otherwise people are not going to remember this project. They're not going to remember me. How can I do the best job I can? And when you're working with someone like Sam, he, he expects the best. He's such an amazing athlete and such an amazing business owner that you just almost go out of your skin. I was stressed out of my mind, like just trying to do that. And he was just saying, man, like, what, why are you stressed? Like, why? Just enjoy yourself. And I was just so fixed on getting this shot and getting the best documentation of the project that I just lost sight of that. And I was just so stressed. In hindsight, I joke around with him now going, why did I do that? Like, why was I stressed? Because I should have just been having fun and enjoying 
highlighting over an amazing beach. Like, <laughs> and do you find in the lead up when you know, Samuel's obviously going through his preparation to get in the right headspace to get physically and mentally prepared? Do you know that you you don't want to press him? You need to have your preparation done so that when he's in the zone, you don't need to disturb him. I feel like I need to prepare just as much as they do because they're preparing for their walk, especially like a blind a blind walk. Like mentally, you need to be in the zone. For me, I'm going. I'm going through my checklist of gear, of shots, placement, where I'm going to be. Because if I miss out in a position um, and I'm not there in time for him walking, I've missed the boat. He's not going to go back and walk the world record again for me. Like that just doesn't happen. I, you just really need to be conscious about not stepping on anyone's toes, staying out of their way, going through your correct preparation. And you trust them 100% to be prepared for, for their walk. You just you expect the same of yourself. You expect that you're going to be prepared, um, and if you're not, then why are you there? You mentioned about your location and where you were. Shipwreck Beach, as we said, it's it's your iconic Greek coastline. It's yeah. white sand, clear water, big sheer rock cliffs. Were you situated in one spot for the shot, or were you moving around that area throughout the day? Right throughout the day, I was going right around to the the far anchor. So you've got probably about maybe two kilometers between anchors. So you're hiking down. It's not easy terrain. Like you imagine like 200 meter cliffs and you're going, well, I need to step correctly. I don't want to do anything that's dangerous. So you're really having to think about that, but you're covering a lot of mileage between when he starts a walk, getting the the few shots and then getting to the far anchor just in in time for him arriving. So, yeah. And paint a picture for us, Aiden, how high above sea level and how far directly from point to point are we talking with this high line? It's 200 metre high cliffs and then point to point on this line, it was 580 metres long. Pretty, pretty damn long and high. <laughs> and you mentioned the world record. What, what was trying to be achieved and, and was it achieved in the end? So a lot of the hype about the project was about doing a blind world record. I, I'd never photo, photographed a, a world record not a blind one. So this was new to me and it was just all about getting the right conditions, getting Sam on the line and giving him an opportunity. I, I still think to this day, like how, how did I manage to, to get through that day just documenting it because it was just so, so fixed on him getting to the other end. It wasn't about the shot, it was just him getting to the other end and then if I could document it, that was a bonus. So you're riding the emotions with him? Yeah, I was just as nervous. I was looking through you know, a two, 300 millimeter lens in the distance and, and seeing him just take one step at a time, blindfold, not being able to see and me with the other teammates, we were just riding it. Like It was, it was so tense and especially when he's probably like 10, 20 meters from the anchor, you're like, please, please, please. Don't fall, don't fall. And he was he was cracking jokes. You're like, what are you doing? Like, just focus on the walk. But he was he was more relaxed than I was for sure. And for those of us who are amateurs in the sense of even understanding highlighting yeah. and the photography that goes with it, the output is you, you have these amazing shots. Are you guys literally there from sun up to sundown? Like, is it a full day project? Yeah, it's it probably starts night before after you've finish rigging, you're preparing your tent, 
you're going into the day, you're getting up early, you're going through your notes, you're going through your plan, your mind, you're checking all your batteries, your gear, everything's right, you know, you haven't forgotten a memory card. Um, and then you're having breakfast and then you're out early. You're going, you're probably leaving around six, seven. You're out full day in the, <laughs> the summer sun and then you're getting back in dark. You've got a headlamp, you're getting into your tent, you're having dinner and, um, and going again. Do you have the time during that day to pinch yourself and one, look at the scenery, but two, be, think about the, the people you're working with and how special an opportunity that that was? I, it's still one of my biggest regrets from this project. And this is the project in my mind that I really learned a valuable lesson where I knew the significance of the athletes, the team, everyone was going, but I didn't appreciate it. I didn't. I didn't appreciate where I was, what I was going through, and the significance of people completing their personal best, world records. I was just there in my mind going, seeing a high, the high-profile athletes from all around the world and doing the best job I could. And that was all. And now I look back and going, like, you're an idiot, Aiden. Like You had such an amazing project to look forward to. Why? Why didn't you just enjoy it? And, like, it soak up that experience how do you do that nowadays is it literally a matter of pulling yourself away from the lens and, and pausing for a second do you have kind of techniques that allow you to yeah appreciate the, the moment not not to say that my preparation wasn't as good like in Zakintos as it was like with projects now but I think just preparing having that confidence in your ability that you know you've done the hard work you've prepared for the project you've done everything you can before you get there you're going with some of your best friends out on the project. Enjoy it. You're going to a new location. You're setting up a new line. This is why you're doing what you love. Because you're, you're there and you're getting to photograph these locations. Why, why waste it? And you should be enjoying yourself. Like that's, that's the whole idea about doing what you love. You're enjoying yourself. Whether that's tough, grueling, but you're still doing what you love and you're enjoying it at the end of the day. And whether you get the shot or not, you're there with, with your people that are so close to you and you're doing what you love, you're enjoying it, you can't really go wrong. You'll learn a lesson by the end of the day if you don't get it right and, and that's probably the most that comes from it. And was there one memory that sticks with you, good, bad or indifferent from that specific project? <laughs> it's probably, it's probably a lot. <laughs> uh, I'll give you one of each. Just to summarise that. Good was Sam walking. Sam walking and getting his world record was just the biggest weight off my shoulders. I thought, wow, like this, this is like what it's all about. This is highlighting. Welcome, you know. And getting that shot and being able to just hug him and celebrate with the team because it's a team project. Like it's, yes, yes, he worked the world record, but others are walking their PBs anyway and you've gone through it with the team. So that's, that's what it's all about. And bad <laughs> was post, post that world record and post the project, we had terrible reception on the island. Like terrible. Like I'm talking about probably one megabyte per two minutes. Like it was just dreadful, dreadful. And I was just in my mind, we had to get this world record out. It was going to press and, and I was meeting this deadline. And we're at a team dinner and, and I had a laptop on one side of me, dinner plate, you know, Savlaki. <laughs> and uh, 
and I was filing at the same time. Why I was there doing it for so long, I should have just gone, you know what, I'm going to wait till the end of into the project and when we get back to Switzerland where I'm guaranteed to to have the Wi-Fi and just have a good connection. Was Samuel pushing you to get it done or it was in your own mind that you wanted to get it out there? I think it was a team decision about getting it out there but I was enthusiastic because I thought, wow, this is I've got some amazing shots, I want to share that and he was supportive because he thought, wow, this is we want this to get out but... He was the one at the end of the day who was telling me, Aiden, like, it's, it's not worth like what you're going through after those hours of just sitting in a computer hoping that it goes through um, its cycle. And he just, like, Aiden, just enjoy it. Like, don't worry about that. Don't. Like, that's, and um, yeah, I think that was my, like, one of my biggest regrets on that project that I wasn't just, I wasn't seeing the bigger picture. I was seeing the project and I was seeing getting my job done. And that's, and that's, Probably one of the, the best things I know now that, yeah, there's a job, but I can, I can see the bigger picture. I can see what it means to the, the athletes. I can see what it means to me, and I can break, break down like how to do, do my job as well. Aiden, thanks for sharing your stories on Adventure Shorts. How do people find out more about you and see some of your work and, and amazing adventures? Yeah, thank you. But um, people can check out my work. It's Aiden Williams Photo on Instagram or they can go to my website, which is www.aidenwilliamsphoto.com. So pretty simple. Um, but yeah, if anyone has any extra questions, shoot out and I'd be more than happy to answer them. Thank you for listening to Adventure Shorts with Aidan Williams and Jonathan robinson Lees. Be sure to check out the other episodes on Adventure Shorts. And for more inspiring local stories, check out the Passion and Perspective podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.